una y dos y dos una y dos Hello and welcome to Cortez NYC Livestream, the podcast. This show broadcasts twice a week out of New York City. We are your hosts, Cortez NYC. And Carla de Puerto Rico. And on the show, we talk about art, creativity, city life. From a Latino perspective, I'm a visual artist. And I'm a singer. And this is episode 34, Independence. As always, you can find us on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, and Spotify. And I just want to give a couple of shout outs. I haven't done this in a while. Let's go. Corrupted NYC at Graffiti Pins, Tabs 1, Megs G-O-M-D, NYC, Pochino Boy, Germs, DJJS1, Topaz, D-Block 79, Gro, Bene, D-Double, His Girl D, Visine Queen, Nova NYC, Prox, GWB, What's Up Homie, Chico and the Grim Podcast, Yo Yo Yo, Guillotine Cuts, Twisted Creations 11, Shahida Williams, check her out at Shahida Textiles, my partner in crime, Dr. Greedy, K Dulce, S E N Y C 1983, Picture This 1 N E S. Shout out to Kayla and Nicole, thank you for the support. And yo, shout out to everybody on Instagram, shout out to everybody on YouTube, shout out to everybody on Facebook. Shout out to everybody all around the world, and let's get started. Look, look, look. Independence, Carla. Independence Day. (laughs) All right, so this is Independence Week. Yes. And we are talking about what it's like to be free. How to be an independent artist. What does it feel like? What do you got to do? How to have your mind ready to be independent. How to prepare yourself. The steps to follow. All right, so um, in preparation for this, I started looking around and said, well, let me see what other people, let me, let me search the Googles <laughs> and the YouTubes and find out what is the common knowledge for how to become an independent artist? What should you look out for? What's the whole point of it? And what should you prepare? How should you prepare yourself? Um, and what I found was for the majority of the information out there, it was about being an independent artist, meaning a musician. Uh, which doesn't help me because I'm an artist, exactly. a visual artist. And a lot of it is a lot of like, uh, to be an independent artist, you got to promote yourself. Mm-hmm. You have to uh, make sure that your tracks and your music and your beats and, uh, you know, your production and the touring and your manager, yeah. like all this shit that has to this. do with being an independent musician. Uh-huh. Right? But nobody gives you information on how to be an independent visual artist. Yet, that is what everybody wants to be that's be- interesting right mm-hmm. when you become a visual artist you want to be independent yeah when you become a musician you want to get signed to a record label <laughs> <laughs> that's true yet the information you learn in their offering is how to become an independent musician and for visual artists you're asked out so i figured let me look let me look let me look and what i found was i found one lonely youtuber and i'm a big fan of youtubers i'm a big youtuber so i support all my youtubers out there my fellow youtubers um i found one lonely youtuber called bobby chu that's his handle bobby chu and bobby chu had a video about being being an independent visual artist and i thought what i found the holy grail i found the man who's got the knowledge i'm gonna follow this man bobby chu nice 
let me pay attention to what he's got to say. And you know what? It paid off. His video was good. He had uh, about eight bullet points of information. That's good. Um, all of it made sense. All of it is something that I can co-sign. Okay. Um, I'm not just giving you fluff or giving you some bullshit. I'm not just regurgitating somebody else's or stealing somebody else's posts. Mm -hmm, I'm mm -hmm. actually, I believe in what he said. I think what yeah. he said made sense. And it was a brief video. So if you want to check it out yourselves, you guys can go ahead and get it from the source. It's Bobby Chu. <laughs> Bobby, C-H-I-U. But I'm going to I'm gonna give it to you guys right here. I'm going to give you the lowdown. So let's start from the first one. Live below your means was his first bullet point. And I'm sure, Carla, you're like, what does that mean? Mm -hmm. uh, live below your means. A lot of you fellow artists out there, independent artists, people who have freelanced, um, or even just visual artists, I think we all understand this. You have to live below your means if you want to be able to succeed as an independent artist. Um, living below your means means that you don't splurge, you don't live in luxury. You actually try to live below your usual standard you try to save as much as possible save money um unfortunately it's something you have to do but if you want to be an independent artist you have to save for a rainy day right. if you if you get a check for a couple of thousand dollars you got to mm -hmm. put half of that away mm -hmm. you got to put it away for taxes and you got to put it away for that rainy day when that check doesn't come in that other check and you need money right um so I think his first bullet point was like one of the biggest ones, which was live, live below your means. You have to save, 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 save money. Um, I remember in a previous podcast, we were speaking to Arawak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he... He did say that. Actually, I saw a post that he said um, that Ar somebody... Arawak Films. Arawak Films. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so Alex Armando Torres, um, we interviewed him here for the podcast. And I did see, saw a post recently where he uh, said that somebody asked him about an advice for new filmmakers and that he said save money, but then he also was thinking that he would tell them to be able to wear different hats because when you start being a filmmaker you're gonna have to direct or produce or edit so you have to be able to do all of that but the safe money part is something that uh, some artists when they're starting they don't think about that yeah no mm -hmm. I, I I think um, one of the booby traps that I've I've fallen into in the past I'm not Listen, half the advice that I give you guys is really advice for myself. <laughs> because you have learned from it. Because I learned and I have to keep reminding myself. So I'm, I, I, this podcast is a way of me to remind myself mm -hmm. to remember these things. But uh, I've fallen into this booby trap. I, I've gotten huge checks that um, because there was such a drought right. for so long, no rain. Right. You know what I mean? That when you finally get that check, you just feel like, hey, I just want to buy those bottles. I just want to travel. I just want to you know get those clothes that i couldn't get i want to mm -hmm. get those supplies i mm -hmm. couldn't get and all of a sudden i find myself spending money that i didn't i, I would have never spent yeah yeah um and and that's the problem so that's the big booby trap live below your means and hold on to that even when the means are good and you have that money still try to hold on to that sense of what am i going to do when that money's not that money's not real I, I mean this should be a rule for everybody in life 
mean, people don't follow but this, i know i know but <laughs> it it should really like being independent independent it doesn't matter if you're an artist or whatever being a, a an independent person means that you have to be responsible with your money and means that yes you have to save yeah all right so when you get past that one let's go into the next ones uh number two is create a compass i don't know if that means much to people but what he was trying to say was you want to create a moral compass um you want to define what are your morals what are your beliefs you want to put family first you want to put your kids first you want to put your spouse first or love life first when you want to become an independent artist you have to set your uh your culture for your company you're your own company right and you want to set you want to set your boundaries and say listen i believe in this and this is how i want to live mm -hmm. because if you don't you're going to be chasing checks mm -hmm. and your life your moral life is mm -hmm. going to go crazy because mm -hmm. nobody's you don't have a boss mm -hmm. nobody's going to be checking for you to tell you hey you know what take that time off hey you know what that birthday matters hey you know what that exactly. anniversary matters you can get so into your art and into your work that you can forget about the world around you right yeah and and so by setting your compass by setting your uh i guess your 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 standards your mm -hmm. your moral standards for your own business yeah yeah sense um, like maybe like your golden rules yeah yeah like you should and i like that he said that up front mm-hmm Like he, he, this guy, uh, Bobby Chu, he put that mm -hmm. up front and I, I like that. I think that caught my attention because yeah. he put it as number two. Um, he, he said things like, uh, don't lie. Right. You know, um, what does that mean? I mean, a lot of us lie all the time, but don't lie for your business as a practice because you will get caught. Mm -hmm. And if you are the representative and the worker, mm -hmm. you are the you are the business and at the same time you are also the representative of your business. You are the salesperson as well as the the person producing. Yeah. Um you don't want to get caught in a lie. You don't want to get caught in a, even a white lie. Mm -hmm. You want to try to maintain some sort of moral standing for your company. Mm -hmm. You don't have the same uh buffer and The PR company that will protect you if you fuck up. Exactly. You know what I mean. So, so you want to try to define these things for yourself. You, you also want to define success. Mm -hmm. He says, um, because you're your own company, you aren't gonna have those milestones to say, oh, this year this company made one million dollars in sales. Blah blah blah. Whatever it is. Exactly. You, know? you don't have other people praising you. Mm-hmm you can only praise yourself so you you have to define for yourself what is success um especially in the beginning if you're your own independent artist you're not going to be a billionaire right out the gate so you're going to want to say to yourself I'm, what am i okay with yeah what level of success am i all right with so that i can feel good to continue you know you, um shit You don't want to. You don't want to be working hard at this for a year, two years, three years. You don't see a profit, and you're, yeah. and then you give up. Yeah, yeah. If your goal is to be independent, being a millionaire should not be part of it. It can't. It just can't be a part of it. Being a millionaire is is possible, a possibility. At least not at the beginning. Yeah, <laughs> it shouldn't be part of your game plan. Yeah. Um. I, I think another point that he made was create positive change in people. 
um, he was stressing uh, as an independent artist, making connections with people, make, making changes in people's lives, touching people's lives in a certain way. And I think that that kind of makes sense. If you're an independent artist, you want to make sure that you um, have a connection with your audience. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what he was hinting at. Um, and I think the last one for this number two point is um, a good one, which is uh, try to attract great people not great talent and that's tricky when you're starting if you're an independent artist and you're starting you you tend to look for who's famous who's successful those people are not always the best people or or maybe they might be good people but they're not going to treat you the best yeah your relationship with them might not be the best because they're struggling to get to the top of the mountain and then you're just starting mm -hmm. they're not going to want to give you a hand exactly so what he emphasizes is try to find not great talents but great people people that are going to support you people that are going to be honest and and show the same virtues that you have show the same belief systems that you have try to look for those people surround yourselves with them because those are the people that are going to help you on the way up mm -hmm. um sometimes the people that you admire and that you wish that you could know are not going to benefit you at all yeah so you're best to admire them from a distance and just continue on your own path. Definitely. All right. So his next number, number three, his next bullet point was, and this was a funny one, but it makes so much sense. And I do this still to this day is be like an octopus. Be the octopus. Have many arms stretching mm -hmm. out across your whole career. Diversify your projects. Yeah. Be involved in all kinds of projects. And yeah. I think this is a, a technique that all of us as artists, independent artists, or even half and half, full-time slash independent artists, we do constantly and we live by this. Um, the more diversity and variety that you have in your projects, the more, the more likely you are to succeed and to survive a drought. Uh, if you focus only on one aspect of your talents let's say if i only focused on painting when the painting you know buzz starts to slow down i might starve <laughs> exactly so i have to have other things that are going to help me when that slows down um if my graphic design work or my web design work slows down then i can go back to my painting work or mm -hmm. my podcasting or my you know, other things that might help to generate other buzz mm -hmm. that will kind of bring everything together. Um, I think the the most successful artists are the ones that that can find all those aspects of their talents yeah. and use them all. Um, I mean, and, and not only that, but because you're independent, you need to learn to do everything, right? Because yeah. nobody's going to do it for you. So it's better if you get to learn a little bit of everything and then little by little you can perfect each of your talents. But yeah. This kind of reminds me a little bit of what uh, D-Double talked to us about when and on his episode of this mm -hmm. podcast where mm -hmm. he said, uh, you know, be aware of who you're talking to. Mm -hmm. You never know who you might meet. Mm -hmm. You never know who you might talk to. Um, diversifying your clients yeah diversifying the people that you come into contact with by you know by by meeting so many people by using different aspects of your life to meet more people these things might connect mm -hmm. and might help you 
So diversifying helps that way as well. For myself, um, uh, people who know me, you know me, you might know me as a graffiti artist. You might know me as a graphic designer. Mm -hmm. You might know me as an illustrator. You might know me as a YouTuber. You might know me as an Instagrammer. Uh, You might just know me as a guy around the block from Queens. Like, Mm -hmm. you might know me from different aspects of my personality, but the fact that I've been struggling my whole life to bring these things together, Mm -hmm. trying to keep them together, is what makes me successful. It allows me to continue. Mm -hmm. And I I define success as the ability to stay above water and to continue. You know, that's my success, that I'm able to continue to be an artist and not have to give up my dream and, I don't know, go work somewhere (laughs) in Staples or something. (laughs) I don't. I don't know what's the worst job. I'm trying to imagine what's the worst job ever. I don't think I that's the staples. worst. I think the worst job will be like a garbage. No, even garbage men have good days. Maybe a bartender. Bartenders have it rough. Bartenders. That's a rough job. Yeah, that is a rough job. Having people there drunk, telling you stuff, and then if you get a, an order wrong, they're mad at you. Yeah, I think. And they're already bipolar because they're drunk. I think that goes back to episode 33. <laughs> <laughs> I think this whole episode is a recap episode. Yeah, yeah. I mean, after what, 33 episodes? Yeah. I think it's time. All right. So um, I think the next one that our friend Bobby Chu uh, pointed out, uh, point number four, is craft a routine, mm-hmm. which I think is an amazing one. And he put a chart and everything. Hmm. You guys check out his video. But he put a chart... He, he put he listed out his daily routine and he said you as an independent artist you should craft your routine for your day um, I do that I do that whether I'm working full-time or not I have a routine it varies sometimes things change and make me adjust my routine yeah but for the most part every day for myself I can say there is a me time there's a time in the day that I, I have for myself, whether it might be an hour, but I need to I need to have that me time or I go crazy. I need to have that time that I can, even if it's just to sit down in a coffee shop and just think, yeah, write down some ideas, anything it is, you know what I mean? But I need some me time. Uh, I need some serious work time. If If I don't have in my day at least, I would say at least four or five serious, focused hours that i actually accomplished something Mm -hmm. then i feel like i didn't do shit for my day Mm. and and it sucks especially in in a full-time job where sometimes you get pulled around Mm -hmm. and people don't allow they don't allow you to to complete anything yeah you know uh, uh, sometimes it will have those bad days where nobody let me finish anything i did a little bit of everything but i didn't get anything done Yeah, yeah those are the worst days so i push and i strive to get myself to complete something in a day and that's part of my daily routine is to complete something Mm -hmm. sometimes i have to give in and just say hey today what i did i I made my bed (laughs) 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 what'd you do today i i did my laundry (laughs) i know i have problems with routines it's just i feel because my schedules right now are so all over the place that i have problems with routines i just i just cannot have a routine and then when i have a day off when I'm supposed to be doing something creative or for myself. I'm just like too tired. I'm like, let me just relax and do nothing. And then when I'm at work, I'm like, oh, I wish I would be home. 
trying to sing something or I'm thinking about songs that I could sing and I'm like, Carla, why are you like this? You're going to have your days. Yeah, but um, I think that's, but that's tough for anybody to create a routine. I feel like when you're at work, you have already your routine because it's your work. But to create a routine for yourself, I think it's the hardest thing to do. Right, but but I, I like what you just said there. When you're at work, you have your routine. Really? Analyze, and I'm going to challenge my listeners right now. I'm sure most of you work a full-time job somewhere. Mm-hmm. I challenge you. Think about it. Do you have your own routine or do you have a routine that somebody gave you at work? Exactly. That's the difference. Yeah. What, I, what this guy's saying and what I'm telling you, what Bobby Chu from YouTube is telling you, and what I'm telling you, Cortez, is have your routine yeah so when somebody tells you these are your responsibilities for the day this is your day job these are your responsibilities okay now you figure out your routine and stick to it with those responsibilities get get it done i'm not telling you just do whatever you want to do all day Mm -hmm. no do what you have to do to get your job done but you do it Mm -hmm. you set your routine that's when you take charge you become a a a, you become a go-getter you become a take charge person you become the your master of your own destiny and jobs will change you know today you work at one company tomorrow you work at another yeah but you will know your routine and you will bring that to the next job mm-hmm. when you go to that other company you will have a sense of your own routine and you'll offer that to them and when you speak to them in a job interview you'll be able to say this, you'll be able to describe your routine. This is how I like to do my work. I like to start like this, this, and the other. And you can share that sense of empowerment with your next employer. So even if you're working at a job right now that you might not have that freedom, mm-hmm. always, always understand that you are the master of your of your day. You know, and you can set that. Even if, even if you're a waiter or a bartender or a, a yeah. you know what I mean. Even if you work at a bar yeah you know you you can set that so i i think i i i think that what what he when he said that craft a routine for the day i think that hit me mm-hmm. i was like word like if you're not thinking about that you are not meant to be an independent artist i don't care what you think you know because that's the bottom line yeah a lot of people out here are like yeah i'm you know i'm an artist i i do my thing you know mm-hmm. you're not doing your thing if you're not really doing your thing yeah i you mean and, and part of being part not all of being an independent artist is investing time on your craft and if you don't have a real routine where you can invest time on what you're supposed to be doing because you're saying that you're an independent artist then you're not really an independent artist exactly exactly you're just waiting for somebody to give you that break yeah give you that opportunity yeah instead of always making your own opportunity Mm -hmm. even if there's no money Mm -hmm. all right so the next one and, I, and we're running out of time, so I'm going to go through these next ones kind of quick. Because I think, I think they're kind of quick and it makes sense. Okay. He said number five was, number five, learn when to say yes and when to say no. That was a big one for me when I was starting out. Um, when I was starting out, and he, he makes a good point of it, and I, and I agree 100%. When you start out, you start your career by saying yes. Mm-hmm. That's how you start. Every artist starts his career by saying, or her career by saying yes. Yeah. Yes to everything. Somebody gives you an opportunity, you're like, finally, somebody gave me an opportunity. Yes, I'm going to do it. (laughs) 
and the next person gives you an opportunity to say, yes, of course, I want to do that. And you continue to say yes. And as you become more successful, you have, and this is what he's trying to point out to you, you mm-hmm. have to learn to say no. So you have to learn to say yes, and then you have to learn to say no. Mm-hmm. Once you become successful enough, you do have to learn to say no. There ha- that, that is another mark of success as an independent artist is the ability to say no to something. Um, how do you say yes and how do you say no? When do you say yes and when do you say no? I, it, when I was coming up, I was making good money in the beginning as a freelancer and I was seeing checks coming in and I got some really good opportunities and I remember at a certain point some of those opportunities started hitting me the wrong way the way they were talking to me what they wanted me to do the kind of art that they wanted me to do or the whatever it was maybe I didn't believe in the project maybe I just felt like the project wasn't really relating to me Mm -hmm. and little by little I started realizing wow I'm actually gonna say no to this even if it has a lot of money involved Mm. and i'm actually going to say no because it just didn't fit my point one two and three on this chart it just didn't fit it it just didn't fit my moral beliefs it didn't fit my concept of who i want to be it it just didn't fit my sensibility and i just felt like no and and i remember art directors being puzzled like why are you saying no <laughs> like this is good money like just take it mm-hmm. or or they would look at me and be like but this is your style like why won't you why are you saying no and i'd be like i guess you don't really know my style i guess uh-huh. you think you know me but you yeah, don't really yeah. know me you don't yeah. know what i really want to do so i it was tough i remember when i first came across the opportunities to say no i remember feeling very weird about it especially if you've been struggling for a long time and you and you haven't seen money and suddenly money's coming in but then you have to say no to the money because it doesn't fit mm-hmm. your criteria that's tough but you do have to cross that bridge there is a point where you are going to have to cross that bridge um it it shows maturity it shows a sense and a commitment to what you believe in Mm -hmm. to your art to your craft um so i think his his point number five was is a big one when to say when to say yes and when to say no start by saying yes and then grow and learn how to say no all right so number six you are your own pr and your your own public relations And I, I think that's a big that's a big point. Number six, you are your own public relations. If you're an independent artist, you have to promote what you're proud of. You can't be shy. Yeah. There's no shy independent artists starve. <laughs> <laughs> True. You know, you have to be the loudest and the proudest about your art. If you are an independent artist, um, I'm not saying just walk around all day talking to random people about your stuff. But I'm saying where it counts, promote it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Especially when it counts. Mm-hmm. It makes no sense for you to walk around promoting yourselves to people who doesn't give a so, shit. Exactly. And then when the time comes, you don't promote it. Exactly. Make sure that you promote it where it counts. And when it counts and when you have the microphone, <laughs> that you speak up and promote yourself and you say what you got to say and get your name out there. Yeah. And when people downplaying you, when people throw shade at you yeah be your own pr person counterattack it exactly look at them straight in the eyes and say like you know what no it's like this this is who i am you're trying to paint me a certain way and i'm gonna flip that on you and i think that's that's a big point that's a, a huge point number six um 
speak for yourself yeah represent your now, brand more now you in, are your own brand yeah more now in the social media uh, era you have to be able to communicate with people and not only on social media because people think that just because you have a big following blah blah that's great but like you said you have to be able to communicate with people like in a face-to-face -face environment because social media is not the only thing and sometimes your personality might say more than what you show on social media so you really have to be able to communicate exactly that's it that's a great point uh don't hide behind instagram exactly because uh, there's a lot of people uh, this that's was a loud. whole other episode that's another yeah, episode. yeah that's another episode but there's a lot of people that be, they think that because oh my god i'm introvert and i say so much on social media and they they And they cannot communicate the same in a face-to-face -face environment. And really, it's a problem. But I think it's a problem that came because of social media. But that's another, another episode, another topic, yeah. another topic. But yeah, just be able to communicate. Yeah, and and realize that you're your own brand, and, mm -hmm. and you're not you're not Nike. Mm -hmm. You're not Reebok. You're If not, you don't talk, nobody's gonna talk for you. You're, you're not Apple. No. You're not. You know what I mean. You're yeah. not these big companies. You are your own PR company, and you are gonna have to face people face to face and, and promote yourself. Yeah. And you can't be shy when you see them face to face. You have to represent yourself properly. Yeah. All right. The next, the last two, number seven. Stay organized. Have your own to-do list. Mm -hmm. So important. We live by that. This whole podcast is built around it. If you We guys, had an episode on organization. If you guys listen to this podcast and you're on board, if you, are, if you are true fans of this podcast, then you are on board with this. Stay organized. To-do lists. Have your to-do list. Check them off. When, you, when they get crazy and the checks are too many and you're, and you're just crossing things out, rewrite it. Another, a new to-do list. Mm -hmm. Throw the old one out. Rewrite it. Throw that one out, rewrite it. To-do lists are life. For life, you're gonna have to-do lists until you die. <laughs> All right, so that's what we live by. And I think that was a big point, number seven. Okay. Stay organized, have a to-do list. And then number eight, design your own life. That was, that's what he said. And I agree <laughs> with that. Um, Bobby Chu, thank you, man. Thank you for this, design your own life. Bobby Chu designed, designed his. Cortez NYC designed his. Cala de Puerto Rico is designing hers. And you guys, our fellow listeners, you guys are designing your own lives. Let's make it happen, people. Culture talk. Yes. Carla, what do you have for this culture talk? Well, we're going to be discussing different stories of independence in Latin American countries. Interesting. So you have a short list of a few countries? Yeah. So let's start with Mexico, which is in North America. They got their independence in 1822. They were a colony from Spain and they, there was a revolution against the representative government. Okay. And as a result, Mexico is today an independent country and they still hear their people out and people go out to vote and they are a very important economy in the world, even though some people don't know about it. True. Okay. Another country that we should know about is Brazil. 
Brazil is in South America, they got their independence in 1822, they were a colony from of Portugal and they got their independence because the Portuguese that were born in Brazil were not feeling that they were the same as the Portuguese from Portugal. Okay. So they really wanted to have their own land. Sounds similar to the United States. Yeah. So as a result, Brazil is an independent country today. Brazil is the world's eighth largest economy as of 2017. And even though they have had ups and downs in the government, the people still rise up and go out to the street if something's happening. Okay. The next one is Haiti. Haiti is an island in the Caribbean and it was a French colony. They got their independence in 1804 as a result of a revolution against the government of France. Um, And since then, Haiti has been an independent country. They had obviously their ups and downs in the economy, but they still strive as a culture that is strong and that is inspiring. Yeah, I mean, the revolution is, I think, one of the most known or inspiring in the Caribbean because of the nature of the underdog story. Yeah. The fact that it was slaves revolting. Okay. The next one is Venezuela. Venezuela is a country in South America and they got their independence in 1811. They got their independence because the Spanish people that were born in Venezuela were going against the high taxes and the little freedom that they had in their own land. So as a result, Venezuela got their independence. And today, Venezuela is an independent country that is a huge resource for the rest of the world because it has one of the largest oil reserves. So this makes it an important asset to everybody. Um, Then continuing with Cuba, Cuba is an island in the Caribbean. Um, It was a Spanish colony and they got their independence in 1902. And there was a writer and journalist that is called Jose Martí, that he was an important figure for Cubans at this time, he inspired Cubans to fight for their independence. And in his words, he said that revolution should bring new economic life to Cuba. So that was the reason why they wanted to be free and have their independence. And as a result, there was a second revolution, the one that maybe you should know about, that it was an armed revolt conducted by Fidel Castro's revolutionary 26th of July movement. Um, And it was against the authoritarian government of Batista. It started in 1953, and in 1959, his uh, his government, the government of Batista, was replaced with a revolutionary socialist state. which brings Cuba to where it is now. Now, yeah. And most than it, most more than anything, with this revolution, what it transformed was the relationship between Cuba and the United States. True. Okay. And the last one on my list is Puerto Rico. Woohoo! Puerto Rico is an island in the Caribbean. 
and it was a Spanish colony and they got their independence in 1868. Uh, the reason for it, they were just frustrated with the lack of political and economical freedom that they had in the island. Um, so a group of revolutionaries got together in the town of Lares and they wanted to get their independence and they did for a day. But then they were moving to another town to meet with another group of revolutionaries and they were taken down by the Spanish militia. Wow, so they had their independence for one day. One day. Incredible. And then um, in 1898, the United States won Puerto Rico after winning against Spain in the Spanish-American War. Mm. Uh, but Puerto Rico wasn't declared a commonwealth of the United States until 1952. That's a long time. And that's, that's the status of Puerto Rico as of today. Okay, so, so although Puerto Rico is... Puerto Rico is has its own identity, it is, it's a, it is a country, mm -hmm. its independence is still something that it hasn't achieved yet. Yeah, yeah. Not a exactly. true independence. Yeah. Got you. Yeah. All right. So what do you think of these stories of independence? Uh, I think they're complicated, especially the last one, the Puerto Rico one. Um, I mean, I know also Colombia has had, Colombia had its independence and it, um, it was part of a bigger Uh, territory. It was part of a, something called the Gran Colombia, yeah, yeah. and it had uh, the history of Simón Bolívar fighting mm -hmm. the Spanish, kicking them out, and then the, there was infighting within. Uh, back then, el, the Gran Colombia, the Grand Colombia, was Ecuador, Vene Venezuela, Venezuela was and Colombia, mm -hmm. and and they split up into three different countries. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's that's complicated already. Let alone some of the other countries that you mentioned and the complications that they had. Even Mexico. Mexico were saying that they had their independence, but they had also a revolution yeah. uh, after their independence. That uh -huh. I think I think a lot of these Latin American countries have, have been able to, are, are always seeking independence beyond just claiming independence. Um, and I think it's because the governments aren't able to stay stable. And I don't want to point any fingers but i think more stable governments tend to disrupt those governments in latin america they tend to try to destable them it's a it's a political technique of keeping your neighbors down um and i think it's it's obvious because these countries do have their dependence but they still struggle and they and they continue to struggle and they you know the the lack of a, a stable government uh, lack of stable economies make you know these countries struggle over years or over over centuries you know and another interesting thing is how you're going through these dates and a lot of it is in the 1800s yeah and it's like the united states was in this in the late 1700s yeah so it sounds to me like the united states was first in their independence and then a lot of these other countries started to develop their independence from you know as as colonies into their own identities but um the united states is the one that kind of stayed stable. I mean, they had a civil war. Mm -hmm. the, you know, we can't forget that the United States had a huge civil war and it, and it was a country that was divided, mm -hmm. but they never split. They managed to stay together. And for whatever reason, maybe it was just economic yeah. 
uh, you know, things and, and I mean, you know, I'm not going to give a whole history lesson because I'm not an expert in history here, but, you know, the United States managed to keep itself together and has continued to do so, even though right now in the political climate that we're in, who wants to celebrate Independence Day in this country? Nobody. Do right. we feel divided? Yes. I mean, we're as divided as we ever were. I mean, even though we're united. Right. We're United yeah. States, but we're a bunch of states with different identities and different ways of seeing things. Um, so it's interesting that in Latin America, we have so many countries, I mean, just from what you're describing, that that have gone through so many changes. And the people, I think culturally, we have this thing about looking, still looking for independence and looking for our freedoms. Yeah, um, I mean, I was... Uh, while I was researching, I was watching a video that it was trying to explain that we cannot look at Latin American countries and say, well, they're so behind and they don't have the same resources as, as European countries or even American the, the American culture. Because this is not the end of history. We are just in the middle. Yeah. And the guy that he was um, talking on the video, he was trying to explain that if we think about the United States, it is a young country as well. So what we have to think is maybe how within Latin American countries that had 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 a lot of struggle economically and still have a lot of struggle economically and in culture and society, maybe how they can work it out to be I don't know, a, a more successful country or, or system. I feel like it's a system in the Latin American countries that is failing. Mm. I mean, but also you got to think of it. I'm just, I'm just, my, my brain is rushing to think of some of the things that I've remembered about the United States history. But you got to also remember the United States history. You had, you had the French and the Dutch You had you, you, the German, you, you had other countries and other immigrants from Europe yeah. that helped yeah. form the United States. Yeah, the yeah. Irish, yeah. the Italian, yeah. you know what I mean? You had this, this unity of all these different European people coming here and throwing their military in here. And, and you know, you had the, the French Indian War and then you had the, you know, Spanish American War. Like you yeah. had wars where other countries were allies mm -hmm. to the United States and mm -hmm. the colonists and help them, mm -hmm. you know, to take down or expand, you know, against other, you know, forces. So, you know, I, I don't, you know, it's, it's hard to compare North America, the United States, such a big territory and all the property that was taken or seized from other, you know, territories compared to Latin America, where Latin America basically got divided up exactly you know like the people themselves divided the lands up yeah and instead of being one solid land you know it, it got chopped up into smaller pieces and people started forming their governments you know so it's different it is different i mean when we think of independence day here in the united states and you think of independence it's just it's so romanticized mm -hmm. um as this ideal that was achieved yet we're so divided it's almost like a, a, a facade it's like an, a mask that's put onto uh, a divided country yeah you know just for the sake of economy i mean what really is the best mask is that everybody can make some money as long as everybody's making money 
You stay exactly. together. You stay working together. Exactly. Maybe that's the problem in Latin America. But I, I, I don't know. I have I have mm -hmm. my views on that. Like what, you know, what who's influencing the governments down there? You know, other outside influences that are disrupting governments. Mm -hmm. You know that happens. Yeah, a lot. Yeah, but but I think on a on a on the level on the level of culture and people, I think independence is something that is celebrated in Latin American countries the, the concept of independence even in the case of Puerto Rico that if it, it might have had independence for one day and it's celebrated you right. know to this day like people right. still acknowledge it as it's an independent you know it's a, not independent because they're not technically independent but it's a country it's yeah, you, yeah. you have your identity yeah you know and that's important I mean that's that's something that's inspiring even Cuba mm -hmm. the story of Cuba mm -hmm. you know Fidel Castro with all I know there's a lot of people that have mixed feelings about Fidel Castro and Che Guevara and all this stuff, but, you know, for all of their negative dark side, there's still an inspiration to a lot of people for their concept of at least having an, a, a vision for a country and saying, no, we're, no, you know, we're going to try to fight for the right for independence to be free of all these other powers. Yeah. You know, a lot of the thing that a lot of the, the reasons why Fidel Castro even rose to power and fought back was because of the United States mm -hmm. influence in that country mm -hmm. and the European influence in that country in, mm -hmm. in Cuba and him seeing that although Cuba was independent it wasn't free it was still tied economically to all these other European powers and and he was trying to he was seeing that it was a they were an independent country but they were being used by the United States you know and these other powers so they were looking for other allies and that's why Cuba ended up with Russia the communist you know side of things you know they ended up with those allies to try to help them economically to at least be themselves be independent in a way yeah um you know i don't know it's a mixed bag it's it's complicated i, I guess it's kind of the kind of thing like you it, what's what's better when you get out, when you have to fight off of an enemy and you and you're powerless you look for help exactly anywhere you anywhere. can you know, and, and that's how you end up in those situations. Um, but I mean, right now, Cuba, you know, opening up again and, and Fidel Castro's, you know, dying. And, and then like now that supposedly they had a, an election, right? Yes, they did. They had an election this uh, past March and Miguel Diaz Canel was elected as president of that, Cuba. That's a huge change. Mm -hmm. from from a dictatorship for so many years under one person a communist yeah you know country you know seen seen as this symbol across the united states as like the evil whatever exactly but but even you know even that shows that a country can continue to evolve and can can have elections and and can grow and can evolve with the times and i think that's something that you know the united states I, you know when we compare latin america to the united states you know there, there's I think there's a lot of masks and mirrors and, and mirages and, and facades and, yeah. you know, cover-ups like, that just happen because, here. Just because you have the money, not even the money, because the United States government is, is in debt, like, <laughs> but because you have people that are powerful within your country, um, because you have technology and because you have allies, doesn't mean that you are being progressive yeah yeah all right well i think 
independence is a great thing. And I think uh, some of the things that we talked about earlier as far as being being an independent artist, you know, also are true in this case about these countries and, and people and the Latin American people looking for independence. You know, you, you're looking for your morals, you're looking for your view of what you strive for as, as an independent person. Yeah. And, and you got to live below your means sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes if you want to be independent, you can't, you're not going to be a global power. Exactly. Right. You're gonna be. You're gonna live a little lower than your than your than other than your neighbors. You might live a little a little lower in in economically. That's Cuba right there. Yeah, but but they'll survive, yeah. and they're and they can have the pride to say we did it and we're independent and we're our own country and we you know that's the thing. Like yeah. that's if you want to be independent, you have to sacrifice luxury and you have to sacrifice some of these things in order to achieve that. And I don't think that people from wealthy countries should criticize or judge right. poorer countries for their decisions. Right. Because you know what? They're independent. That's true. Word. You wanted me to teach you, right? Hablando español, Carla. Yes. You have some words for me? Yes. What words? Let's start with war. War. Interesting. War. War is guerra. Yes. Next one, revolution. Revo revolution is revolución. <laughs> Sorry, I, I throw, throw the R. Okay, yeah. Next one, independence. Independence is independencia. Independencia. Yeah. That sounds weird to me right now. When I... <laughs> In independencia. Say it. Independencia. Independencia. Yeah. That was that little switch on the dependencia that I needed. To... Yeah. Okay. Good. Next one, freedom. Freedom, libertad. Yeah. Yep. Next one, how do you say patriarchy? I think we see this one before. Patriarchy? Patriarchy. Patria? No. Pa I don't know. Patriarcado. Patriarcado. Yes, patriarchy. Yes. Patriarcado. Patriarcado. All right, that's a, that's a mouthful. Patriarcado. How do you say church? Church, iglesia. Yes. How do you say creole? Creole? Criollo. Yeah. Seriously? Yeah. Cre I was going to say cre creole, but it's not. No, criollo. No criollo. You know, what throws me off about creole and criollo is that Growing up, I first heard of the word criollo from the restaurants. I know. When they have platos criollos, mm -hmm. sazón criolla. Mm -hmm. And only later that I, and, and I remember growing up listening to the word creole yeah. in reference to the people of the South. Yeah, yeah. Huh? Uh, like New Orleans and all that. And I, and I never connected the two and realized that criollo meant creole. When I first read the word Creole yeah. in English. I didn't know that it meant criollo, meaning like 
the native one from that or or the one born in in one country right i thought like it was creole like like the language right yeah or creole like people from south or yeah yeah, yeah it's an interesting word criollo all right yeah okay uh well the last one i will have it will be um republic republic that's a good one república yes all right carla i have some for you you might not know oh nice how do you say flag bandera okay took you a while yes uh, i was thinking about it <laughs> all right how do you say national anthem himno nacional I guess, I guess we won't be hearing el himno nacional de Colombia anymore at the World oh, Cup. Oh, no, not anymore. <laughs> so Ladies and gentlemen, moment. as of now, Colombia is no longer in, in the, the World, World Cup. Cup. They got booted out. Ugh. I know, I know. But Sad. listen, in, 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 life, in life as in soccer, <laughs> there's a winner and there's a loser. And if you're going to play a game between two... One has to win, one has to lose. That that's, that's just part of it. More word, word. And the beauty of it is that there will always be another game. It's not, it's not oh, to yeah. the death. We and we are ready for for uh, Copa America next yeah. year, so next summer. They will come back to play again. Yeah, definitely. But I wish they would have won. <laughs> <laughs> I know, me too. All now right. England is in the final. Can you believe that? So no. so national anthem is. <laughs> Himno Nacional. Himno Nacional. All right. Um, and then I, I think uh, speaking on the subject of independence, you have elections. So how do you say election? Elecciones. Elecciones. Uh, how do you say candidate? Candidato. How do you say... Well, president is pretty obvious. President? Presidente. Um... How do you say? How do you say? How do you say colony? Colonia. Colonia. All right. Eso es lo que somos, una colonia. All right. I think we got it. Yeah. I'm fully versed in all things Spanish now. I'm so Spanish. Nice. Thank you, Carla. All right, another one in the back. Yeah. <laughs> really? <laughs> Next episode is episode 35. Um, man, we've been busy this summer. Yeah. We really got tied up in a lot of other things. A lot of new ideas. And projects. And businesses. Yeah, all kinds <laughs> of stuff that have uh, busied our time more than we imagined. Um, but next episode, we will be having a live recorded episode that we recorded at this wall that I was painting. Yeah, if you guys uh, saw our live on Instagram, that's the wall that we were at. And we're going to have a live session over there. Yeah, we, we had uh, just a little conversation with Hef, with CTF, with... Jeannie, Virginia. And Virginia, and also with dr greedy yeah <laughs> yeah it was a good time got a, got sunburned <laughs> all right see you guys next time
Thank you.